Hi, and welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, and in this Simply Happy Conversation, I'm talking with James and Jules from Late Diagnosed ADHD Podcast. They've been married for over 20 years and were both diagnosed with ADHD in 2022. They share when and why they both got an ADHD diagnosis and the benefits of being formally identified with ADHD. They also share how they both manage their ADHD symptoms and their journey with the Late Diagnosed ADHD podcast. This conversation is a video recording that you can watch on YouTube. Let's jump into this Simply Happy guest conversation. Welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, wellness and organizational coach and yin and nidra yoga instructor. This podcast will help you create more time using organizational strategies so that you can start to simplify your life and prioritize your health. I'll be sharing conversations with other health and organizational experts and solo episodes with tips to help you simplify your life and prioritize your health. So today on Simply Happy Conversations, I'm talking with James and Jules, and they're from Late Diagnosed ADHD Podcast. They've been married for over 20 years, and they were both diagnosed with ADHD in 2022. So welcome, James and Jules. Thank you for having us. Hello. Oh, thank you both for making the time to come and chat. (laughs) Welcome. My pleasure. So tell us then a little bit about yourself, things that you like to do when you're both not working. Uh, Do you want to go first, Jordan? (laughs) Well, um, when am I not working? No, I do do take time off and I'm I'm getting better at it as well. Um, I go surfing and stand-up paddleboarding and bushwalking and I go to the gym and I walk the dogs and I hang out with this bloke here sometimes when he's not giving me the shits. So, no, he's lovely. And, yeah, like definitely lots of physical activity stuff, although I'm trying to kind of slow down and do a little bit of art as well. So I'm trying to learn how to paint watercolours and it's really bloody hard. Oh, Uh, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How nice though. Yeah, it's a good challenge. So, yeah, like it's and the sitting still part of the doing the art is also a little bit tricky, but I figured it's also a good skill to learn. Yeah. So do your feet underneath the table uh, keep moving? Oh, my God. You should see what's <laughs> going on down here right now. Like, James is like swiveling and uh, yeah, yeah. I'm driving yeah. arts. <laughs> we, we sort of have to, anytime we're on video, we have to let everyone know that, we probably move too much. <laughs> uh, just can't sit still. But um, it's when he starts fidgeting and he hits the desk and it makes the microphone go off that I start hitting him under the desk like. Dr- dr- dr. <laughs> so what about you, James? What do you like to do when you're not working? When I'm not working, yeah. Look, there's not a lot of time when I'm not working either. So um, through the week, I just like to hang out with Jules and the dogs and. Um, we might walk on the river down at um, Noosa and with the dogs, just hang out really. Uh, on the weekends, I like to go mountain biking and uh, I, like, I just like to drive my Jeep. I've got an old Wrangler convertible and I just like to drive it around and it makes me smile and uh, just bushwalking with Jules and the dogs, just hanging out. And mowing and, the lawn. Oh, and, you know, oh yeah. <laughs> We've got a small acreage, so I spend a lot of time 
mowing and using a blower and, you know, annoying neighbours and stuff. So, yeah. They're keeping I'll, I'll, their garden looking beautiful though. Keeping the forest back. Yeah. 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 It's just about keeping the green where it needs to be over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And protecting yeah. your house. Oh, that's beautiful. And I'm sure it's a bit like a mindful activity, is it, mowing lawns on an actual ride on mower? Yeah, it is. Uh, I enjoy it. It's less strenuous uh, than pushing a mower around, which um, when we first got here I just used the whippersnipper to do the whole yard and that was just nightmare stuff. And uh, then that's, that's Fiji style. Like I, I just do in Fiji, they'll do like a whole acre with just a whippersnapper. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> so um, we invested in a ride-on, and and it is great because you can't hear anything, and I get to just think about where I've been and what I need to cut. And it has a cup holder for his beer, <laughs> and it's got a cup holder on it for my beer, and it's it's great. Um, I love it. But uh, my mindfulness thing, I think, lately at evenings is Lego. Oh, wow, yeah. And were you into yeah. Lego as a kid as well? Oh. It's just later in life. Yeah, I just thought I want to build something and um, it just takes my mind off everything and I can just be calm and just follow the book, put the little pieces together. Gives you something to fidget with. Yeah, and I'm mm. using my hands and my brain and um, it's sometimes hard to keep focus. You know, I just built the Seinfeld set and uh, there's some some walls in it that that are a bit dull, so it's just like brick by brick building, and and it is hard to maintain focus and not be distracted. But uh, it's a good exercise in just getting away from the TV and yeah. being uh, just putting my mind to work and my fingers to work, like Jill says. Yeah, that's so great. It's great. And you end up with a little fun sort of thing that I either stick on the shelf and stare at, or. Uh, sell it on to someone else there's a good market for lego yeah definitely there is i see that from families as well as all the shelving that they have with the ones that are displayed so yeah 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 i'm not going to have too many displayed don't worry about that and i don't have no you're not (laughs) i don't have buckets of spare lego or anything i just buy a set i build it and then I either move it on or or keep it. But I think he's he's going to keep the Porsche 911 and he's going to keep the Seinfeld set. The other ones come and go, I think. Yeah, yeah. and that's a great way to do it. And then to be able to then afford the next one, you sell it on and, and get a yeah. new set. Yeah, yeah, you just put them on Marketplace. Yeah. They're pretty expensive, uh, but the Seinfeld set is a deleted one, so you can't buy it new anymore. So you just have to hunt it down on Marketplace like I did and it was unused still yeah. in the bags it was amazing so uh that's what i like to do some yeah. some evenings when i've got a set I, I haven't got one at the moment so but you know what we're not gonna lie we're not gonna we're not gonna bullshit like we do watch a lot of tv and yeah. we do a lot of scrolling like we're not like oh we're like the healthy happy people who like you know <laughs> just don't watch tv and we like get outdoors and do no we still watch a lot of netflix i love tv <laughs> at, no- at night time because you need to you need to stop and yeah, switch yeah, off. You do, it? and and some uh, you know with a, sometimes I guess with a brain like ours, if you if you're not sitting still, it, it's a time for us to sit still and just stare at something. Yeah. Um, if you don't, I mean, what else do people do? Do you do you find it really difficult to watch movies though? Long movies. We have to have like intermission. Yeah. yeah. You have to. I have to be into them. If I'm not into it, I'm gone. I'm yeah, out. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can't sit through crap movies. And he's brutal. He'll decide whether it's a crap movie in like the first five to seven minutes of a flick and then I'll see him get the phone out and start scrolling. Like, oh, shit, yeah. we've picked a dud. That's not a good one. So maybe tell us about then why and when you got your diagnosis of um, ADHD, the two of you. Yeah, so I guess I'll start because mine was first. Uh, Jules was waiting for takeaway food with my mum in Ballina and uh, mum just dropped into conversation that she thought I had ADHD as a child, which is a surprise to me. But he grew out of it, she said. She's never mentioned it to me, and uh, which is weird because she then spent the next however many years I was at school arguing with me and berating me for not doing homework and stuff which I just couldn't do. So if she'd maybe thought of bringing it up again, but it was oh, the, gee, we could have done something about it maybe. But, but it was um, the 1980s and things were very yeah. different there and then and there was a lot of shame heaped upon parents, like a lot of finger pointing that it was something the parents were doing wrong and it was before. Or bad diet. Yeah, but it was before uh. the bad diet part of the parent guilt it was still in the you're not disciplining them well enough part of the parent guilt era and so of course like I think a lot of parents didn't take their kids to get assessed because if they ended up with a diagnosis like then it's their fault yeah it's looking bad at them isn't it it is yeah but I don't know her reasons I I honestly don't know her reasons maybe she talked to dad about it and he said well uh, who we well, maybe uh, maybe she talked to a teacher about it and they said, no, nah, he's never not a problem. To, she never talked to teachers because I didn't give her the parent-teacher slips. <laughs> uh, so it was a rare occasion that my mum and dad ended up at parent-teacher you night. parent-teacher night. That is the ultimate. Um, so anyway, she dropped that into conversation. I was shocked when Jules told me some many, many years later and uh, we started on a bit of a deep dive into ADHD on the internet. And they went, oh, that does look like you. Why don't you go and get an assessment? Just just identified with so many things and it seemed like an, a reason for a lot of my behaviours. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, was, it was just interesting and saddening at the same time. Uh, so eventually I spoke to a GP. GP refers you, uh, they do a quick test with you, a written test, and they can refer you to a psychiatrist, uh, which we did. You went to a psychologist first. I got referred to a psychiatrist first in Byron Bay. And in that time, we moved. So we moved to the Sunshine Coast and I sort of got back on the trail of who can I see and got in to see a psychologist. And uh, that was five appointments, I think, yeah, pretty that, intense, that, that was pretty crap, expensive. Actually. Like ha- being on a wait list to see someone for an assessment, then moving into state and then realising that that means you have to go on someone else's wait list for an assessment from scratch. Yeah, big wait lists. What's um, the process? Like I don't know about you, but the process to actually fill in the forms and do all the steps, it's like, can't you just, just tell that I've got ADHD because I can't even finish that and it's taken me this long to get to the end of part yeah. of the process anyway? That's it's a, the test. Yeah, it's a really <laughs> un-ADHD friendly process. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a there's very, very long wait lists and it's very expensive, but we were fortunate yeah. enough to you, each, uh, not episode, each 
appointment was paid and it was stress, uh, space out so we could afford mm. it. And uh, eventually got my diagnosis through the psychologist who in this country cannot uh, write scripts for stimulants or drugs. Um, but I was happy with that. I wasn't really looking for stimulants at the time. But and then later, later, maybe, you maybe did. later I did. But uh, yeah, that that was me. So went to a psychologist, got the diagnosis, and the psychologist goes into detail about your brain and how it works. And I found out some things about my brain, and it was amazing. And then the grief sets in about what your life could have been, and here I am. Yeah. And what about you, Jules, then? How did yours come about? Well, this, the way that it rolled out with me, I've seen reflected in a lot of my female uh, clients. It's always the mums, I don't know. I'm sure there's some dads out there as well, but it's I see a lot of mums in my naturopathic practice and they often realise that maybe they're an ADHDer when they're sitting in on their on their children's assessments. And the same thing happened with me, except it was sitting in on James's assessment. And it I was listening to him answering the questions because there is like that one appointment where you bring in the, the friend or family member or loved one and they help answer the questions. And when we were answering them for James, I was kind of secretly keeping track of them for myself going, oh, yeah, I would have answered yes to that for me and that one and that one and that one. So then I went away and did a bit of reading around how ADHD shows up in women and realised that it can often get missed because it, it quite often shows up completely differently to, to men. And there are a couple of articles that I've read about, like, why women struggle in the workplace and how they're prone to burnout and how they, they feel like they're like a giant, you know, they've got imposter syndrome at work and they feel like they're not hitting the mark at work. And I was like, oh, my God, that's me all my life because uh, I was always a shit employee, James will tell you. So I decided that once James finished his process, then we'd start on me. So then that's what I did. I went through the whole process with a psychologist first as well because I wanted the big report that you get at the end because it is a lot more detailed than what you get if you go through a psychiatrist. You go mm. through a psychiatrist, you pretty much just get a, like you get the rubber stamp, yep, that's it, you're an ADHD and you get a prescription. Whereas the psychologist, it was like a six-page report, like a, a user manual to the brain. And it was like, oh, so, you know, here's the areas that I excel in and here's the areas that I've got challenges in. And it's like it, there's parts of you that are doing really well on these tests and then parts of you that kind of suck a bit. So it was really good to see because then it's like, okay, well, these are the things that I need to get help with in my life, but these are the other things that I'm probably really good at. So, yeah, I, I loved it. And then I got medication curious. We both went through a stage where we got medication curious. Mm -hmm. Just as an aside, we were both diagnosed with inattent uh, with combined, combined type ADHD. Yeah, yeah. So we have the same type of ADHD, but we both have present very differently. Mm -hmm. So that's just something to note for people. We're all different. We all have strengths and weaknesses in places. Yeah. Uh, and some things that I can do well, Jules can't do, and vice versa. Yeah. Not just mowing mm. the lawn either. So. Uh, then we, yeah, I, I went to the psychiatrist. I tried out a few different medications. None of them were a good fit. None of the stimulants worked well for me. The side effects were really hectic. 
didn't love it at all and I ended up giving that away and went back down the natural path and now I just take like a bunch of herbs and supplements and look after my diet and my blood sugar etc etc get lots of exercise but yeah I, I wanted the full experience I wanted to try out all the things so like once I found out that that was my diagnosis I was like all right well let's see what all these stimulant medications are about then because if I'm going to have clients in my practice who are on like, you know, Ritalin or Vyvanse or if they can get their hands on it right now because um, there's a shortage or if they're on dexamphetamine, it's like, well, I want to I want to know what these things do and what they yeah. feel like and, and what that crash in the afternoons like and what it does to your personality, et cetera. So, yeah, I gave one a go and I had really horrific side effects and so then I gave it a second type a go, still had different side effects, gave a third one a go didn't work at all. Less side effects, didn't work at all. I was like, oh, stuff this. And so I gave it all away. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? The different, the different varieties and what works and then what what doesn't work. And even within just the same family, what can work. And even for seeing children as their hormones change, as to what mm-hmm. um, drugs change for them too. Yeah, it's quite interesting. Especially the girls around yep. puberty, watch out everybody who has one of them in the home. <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you though, let me tell you at the other end, perimenopause, also very similar. Oh, well, that's also the, not a walk in the park. No. And that's how I got my own diagnosis was because of that. And so what about for both of you? How do you manage your ADHD symptoms that maybe you don't particularly, you know, enjoy so much? What what sort of things do you do to help you manage? Oh, I don't manage, really. Uh, to be perfectly honest, I, I still struggle daily with symptoms and I also take a bunch of supplements that possibly help. I don't really know. Some of them maybe more than others, but um, I, I don't manage. I the only, the only thing I do at the moment for memory is, is my whiteboard and everything mm. goes on the whiteboard that I need to do. If it's important, it goes on the whiteboard and we've got a separate whiteboard for the podcast um, because I just don't remember things. And uh, I, I honestly, I struggle daily, but I'm, I'm not, I'm trying to not be hard on myself. Whereas years ago, I would always be really hard on myself and negative self-talk was rampant as it is for a lot of ADHDers. And I've just tried to learn to be a bit gentler with myself, still have the symptoms, but I'm not berating myself for them. So, and that's a work in progress. So would you say that the benefits of being formally identified as ADHD is like the negative self-talk and around those those things for you? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It it has helped enormously because I had my self-esteem was fairly low uh, because I always felt that I needed to do better at a lot of things and always ask myself why I can't do a lot of things, which leads to just just a really negative view of yourself and depression and uh, just lack of wondering why I can't be passionate about anything because I haven't been passionate about anything in my life because my brain won't let me. It just moves on. To mm. things so it's it's a relief and it's it's a great tool for awareness so that you can recognize things and see it for what it is and 
you know, learn to deal with it. Mm. Yeah. I, I tried medication as well. It um, it was pretty good actually, but it tends to wane a bit. You know, you, your body gets used to it, and then it's barely noticeable. Uh, stimulants made me a bit aggressive, and uh, the he was just a bit more angry than usual, and <laughs> it wasn't fun. No, and I was a bit a little explosive, but. It was, I could see how people would enjoy them and use them. But uh, I was a barista at the time. I didn't really need stimulants to help me focus. I was just doing the job and I knew how to do it and I did it well. So I didn't feel that the side effects were worth, Yeah. Uh, that just wasn't worth it mm. for me. Yeah. Um, didn't make my life so much better that you know it changed who I was so I I just decided to be medication free for now yeah but trying the herbs instead and it's funny as soon as you run out of the herbs that's when you notice that they're actually are doing something too so yes yes yeah yeah maybe that might be the case I mean I've (laughs) taken so many supplements every day for so many years because Jules is a naturopath uh, I'm in. I'm no doubt. I'm in a better place mentally and physically for it, and with diet as well. Because and good you, diet. You eat pretty well. So like, yeah, my, my I guess my coping thing is diet and exercise. Exercise just, is your coping thing just, too. Like he's better yeah. after he's been on the mountain bike. He's just a new person. I yeah. suffer a lot from paralysis, uh, ADHD paralysis in the mornings. If if my support system is changing or Jules isn't here. Yeah, can really struggle to achieve anything some days. I struggle to even get out of the house because I can't decide. I might have a few things that I might like to do, but I just can't decide on any of them. Uh, so that's a big struggle. Yeah, or even just going through the process to get out of the house. It's like overwhelming. It's like, oh, well, first I have to feed the dogs. Yeah, the then steps. I put the dogs out for a wee. Then I've got to feed myself. Then I've got to have a shower. It's like, ah, no, there's yeah, so many steps. Like, mm. can I just, and then you'll just sit on the couch and like not do anything for a little bit. And then the, the clock just keeps ticking. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, isn't it? That a time blindness as well that then hits that's, oh gosh, I'm going to be at work in a minute. What about you, Jules? What's some of the things then that you help manage, help manage your symptoms? It's funny because I think I was already managing ADHD long before I knew I had ADHD. I just didn't have the name or the label to put on it. Like I was already finding that I was less anxious and less fidgety like if I was taking my zinc and my magnesium or if I was starting to, you know, if my mental health was starting to get out of hand, then I knew that I had to look at what my gut was doing and maybe like test my gut and see if there was like a bacterial overgrowth and deal with that. So I'd always be like, oh, yeah, like I've got a zinc deficiency or I've got a gut overgrowth or I've got this or I've got that. And it would always like make me feel more energised. It would remove the brain fog. It would improve the focus. It would help the mental health when I looked after myself and did all those things. I just didn't realise that what I was actually doing is managing ADHD at the same time so there's I think I've always been doing the herbs and the supplements and the diet like if I eat a diet that's really conducive to really stable blood sugar like if I 
you know, if I eat lower carb and lower sugar during the day and I eat my carbs, you know, with dinner instead, I find that I can concentrate at work like right into the afternoon. But if I if I don't, like if I had toast for breakfast, like Ooh, I, I love carbs. I'd be screwed. <laughs> Whereas James doesn't have that. He doesn't have yeah. those like wild ups and downs with his blood sugar, but I do. And when I have those downs, I completely fog over lose focus like I feel like I'm wading through pea soup and that's no good when you're like seeing six clients on Mm. zoom that day like you can't afford for that to happen or if I'm like writing a blog post or trying to get anything done just even answering emails actually emails the worst right (laughs) at least when you see a client on zoom you got like a human to interact with and it kind of g's you up but like sometimes when I'm left to my own devices that's the worst yes that would be the last thing on their to-do list to do isn't it Right. So like, I just, I've always learned how to structure my working week as well. And, and like we said before, like I am a terrible employee and we, we know this, but I worked that out the hard way by going through a bunch of different jobs that were not a good fit. And so I work for myself. So I've worked with business coaches who've helped me to structure my week to make it more conducive to like how my energy levels roll. What I didn't realise we were doing at that time is we're structuring the week to make it ADHD friendly. And like one time I was sitting in on James's psychology appointment and she was drawing up this weekly calendar of like how you could structure your week to make it more ADHD friendly and like you could move this here and you could do the fun things here and do the hard things when you've got more energy here. And I was looking at it going, that's how I do my week already. Holy shit. I'm I, I'm already doing it. I just didn't know what was really going on under the surface that was causing me to need to do all of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? It's that eye-opening the benefits of knowing and having the formal formally identified is then, okay, yeah, this is why I've actually been doing these things all my life. Yeah. yeah. It's just, like I feel yeah. better when there's no clutter, right? Yes, you, yeah. You'll understand yeah. this. Definitely your jam, but like if if I if there's clutter in the house, I can't work. And working from home, like that's a disaster. So I have to try and keep everything clean and simplified. Otherwise, it's like my brain scrambles and I feel my cortisol rising. And I even found like this study on PubMed that that actually showed that you've got more stress hormones when there's more clutter around. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's actually been documented. Yeah. But for us, like that's that's a disaster. Like if you were for me, he's okay with clutter. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't love it, like but sometimes we're like the odd couple, even though we've got the same type of ADHD. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't love it, but I can't be bothered organizing time to fix it. So I just you don't get that dopamine rush from doing it. Like maybe no just dopamine, yeah, there's, yeah. there's no, nothing for there's you. None. <laughs> I learned a term. I, I was at a seminar the other week, and um. It's Michelle Livick. She's um she's from the Neurodivergent Woman podcast, and she was calling it a dopamine desert. Ah. I'm going to adopt that term. I'm like, oh, yeah, dopamine cool. desert. You're just like crawling through, just like, where's the dopamine here? <laughs> oh, I like that. That's really good. That's a great analogy as well. So then tell us about the podcast because obviously then, James, that is something that you're passionate about, isn't it? Yeah, for now. <laughs> um, no, I am. Uh, I, I am. It's it's helped me find some purpose 
I didn't really have before. And uh, it just came about because I was looking for um, just information about late diagnosed people. So, you know. There's plenty of info for mums and kids and yeah, parenting. Heaps, and Heaps. Yeah. But if you're, a, if you're a, an adult who's lived your life a certain way and then you get diagnosed and it opens up all these questions and all these emotions and you, it's just a roller coaster you know you, you're just up and down and up and down and blaming and anger and grief and all these things so I was looking for information from my perspective to help me out and there just wasn't any uh, it was just mm. barren and uh, I tried a few podcasts I'm not a podcast guy I'm going to put it out there um, doesn't listen to podcasts, when does you listen have a to, podcast. When you listen to podcasts, that means you're sitting still or doing something, I don't know. But no, anyway. you listen while you're driving. I'd listen while I drive. <laughs> I listen yeah. to the car when I'm driving. He's a car guy. So anyway, I I tried a few podcasts, didn't like them for some reasons. Either the person's voice annoyed me or the content was just giggly and stupid, so I didn't like it. Mm. And um, so James has got some autistic tendencies as well, um, so he can be quite particular. And and if I'm he very does, black or white, yeah, you know what you like and what you don't like. Yeah, it's yes. a, yeah, it's immediate though. Like I said, like he'll decide within a few minutes whether a movie is crap, whereas I'll like optimistically wait for it to get better. Like yeah, no. so he'll he'll start listening to a podcast and like within a few seconds he'll be like, nope, yeah. yeah. I just don't, if I don't like something, it's very quick for me to decide. So I just couldn't find anything that really rang true with me. So I, I jokingly sort of said, I'm going to do a podcast. And Jules went, don't be stupid. You can't do a podcast. <laughs> I still don't um, think that's what you keep telling the story. Did. I don't think that's what I said. You did. It was, well, look, Oops. it may not have been those exact words, but it was something along along those lines of I think it was be, more along the lines of, well, you can't do it on your own. No, it was something along the lines of, surely you jest, <laughs> kind sir, or something. <laughs> but anyway, so she, she said, I can't. You can't do it. And I thought, well, no, it's true. I probably can't because I don't know how to do it. Uh, and then Jill's got on board. and Because um, I've got podcasting experience. I've, yeah. I've had my own podcast before. And so I was like, yep, yeah, can do it, knowing so, exactly what the process is. Yeah, so, so we put it together and uh, with Jill's genius help, we've made this little podcast. You and, mean with our um, editor Sarah's genius yeah, help? Yeah, we've yeah. Got <laughs> yeah, but that's later. I'm not, yeah. I haven't reached that point yet. So we put Jill's put together all the artwork and the photos, and it's brilliant, and I love it. But it's heaps of work, and it's really hard to stay focused on it, and it's it's tricky, you know. But we've just given ourselves permission to not be consistent with it. If we miss a week here, a week there, or in the case of recently, three weeks in a row. Um, We've got ADHD, sorry. Oops. It's okay. Go <laughs> listen to something else this week. We will be back, but, yeah, we've, we've got to look after ourselves first and yeah. we both have full-time jobs mm. and this is the passion project and it's like we'll, we'll pop up when we pop up and hopefully we'll pop up right when someone needs to hear it. And, and it, it wasn't jumping on bandwagons. It wasn't no. a way to make money. It wasn't like, wow, we could monetize this or anything. It was it honestly just came from inside trying to get people's stories out. And we, we both decided as well that we didn't want it to be too self-helpy. 
we didn't want to be too, um, you know, I don't know. It, it, so we kind of just decided that it should be good if it's just real chat, just us chatting about stuff and then occasionally we have a guest chatting about stuff. And then occasionally we'll talk a little bit of science or a little bit of yeah. self-help but no, not too much because we don't want to be that. No, and it's and people have gravitated to it and like it and, and we, I just don't want people to feel alone. Uh, in their in their diagnosis and finding out all this stuff, they can listen to us rabbit on, and uh, we want people to just feel like they're sitting at dinner with us, asking us what it's yeah. like. Let's just That's exactly idea. what it is like. That's how yeah. I feel. I feel like when I'm driving my car and I'm listening, I'm like, oh, it's like they're just next to me in the car, talking behind me and having a laugh. So yeah. yes, you do a great job, and that's exactly what it's like for me. Yeah, just want people to hang out and have a chat. That's all. Um, yeah. Because we're not experts. We're not psychologists yeah. and we say that uh, at the Every start. <laughs> uh, you know, we're not qualified to give, you know, earth-shattering advice or anything, but it's just we might have the same symptoms. We might suffer the same thing. So let's just talk about it. Yeah, and if it builds community and it helps people to feel less like a freak or less alone, then... That's a good thing. And we also wanted to, we wanted it to be something that people could share with their family and friends who might be neurotypical, who want to know what it feels like to be an ADHD or want to know what that, that person's going through. We wanted it to be something that people could hand to their friend and go, listen to this. This is some real chat about what it's like to be diagnosed at this age. Yeah. Yeah, and that's like, good. Yeah, and I think that's what you do a great job of, of of making it like something that you could share with someone who just wants a little bit more information, not sciencey and over the top, but just yeah, yeah. like a ca- casual chat. Just to yeah. chat about how things that we suffer with, and because you tell that was something that came up. I think and it comes up for a lot of people when they get diagnosed. Uh, they want to tell everyone about it. But people say people, some weird things. But people don't really care. It. You know, people just go, oh, okay. Well, they say, oh, yeah, I always thought you were a bit like that. They don't. Well, they'll say, oh, everyone's a little bit ADHD. Yes, yeah. that's, that's the usual. Yeah, and they don't really, uh, and I guess people will never understand the depth of the stress you might have been under and the depth of the pain or and grief. The grief and, and, you know, the whole life of suffering basically mm. for some people. And for some people they suffer terribly losing jobs and and relationships and family and and then they've finally got an answer and they want to tell everyone but a lot of people just go mm, whatever so if if we can get across some of the pain that we've had and some of the wins some of the good things and the bad things and this is kind of how our brain works maybe people will understand a bit more yeah that's great so how can people find it what what is it um, and where is it is James, are you going to be sharing that for us? Uh, <laughs> you want me to do it? Just be, Google be it. <laughs> uh, have I mentioned that memory is my absolutely worst? Working memory. Yeah. Oh. No, I'll I'll do it. This is this is our running joke, but it's, yes. it's actually a running joke because it's literally real. He can't remember. Honestly, so, I, I just I can't remember, and I don't think to write it down because I can't remember to write it down. Down, yeah. Let me do it. Let me do it. So you go to you go to the interwebs, dear listener, and you go to latediagnosisadhd.com, All right. Now, if you want to follow us on Facebook, 
we are late diagnosis ADHD. Jeez, I nearly screwed that up myself. <laughs> or if you want to find us on Insta, it is LD underscore ADHD. But like if you just want to listen to the podcast, like you just like go to Apple or Spotify and do a search for LD ADHD and like we'll pop up. So yeah. And I'll share all those in the show notes. I just was I was just teasing you, James, because, no, because okay. you do at the end of it. Every week. And one week, week I wrote it on a post-it note and he got it right. <laughs> and it was fantastic, but I didn't do it for him today. No, I, no. We shouldn't use the same joke every week, but it's just so <laughs> stupid that I have to laugh at myself, right? Exactly. And, and I had to do this. it because it's so funny and it just makes me laugh every time I'm driving and I hear one day he's gonna you get say it. it. <laughs> I wish, I honestly wish I could, but yeah, maybe one day. Oh, no, I completely relate as uh, with, yes, memory things like that, short-term memory things, unless I visually have it written down in front of me. Thank you so much for your time, but also sharing and being so vulnerable around your story as well. It's great. And I'm sure there's going to be people there who will be like, oh, I've got to listen to this now. I've got to go and listen to their podcast. We hope so. <laughs> yeah. We hope so. Yeah. And uh, if you thanks. like it, share it. And Definitely. If you don't like Review it, it. Don't share it. Yeah, if you don't like it, too bad. Yeah. Keep it to yourself. Find, find someone else. Thank you yeah, to both no, of if you. you do, drop us a line, contact us. We love to get feedback. We, and we, we love like messages. hearing stories about people's journeys with it. Yeah, well, and James loves journey. the emails, so send him an email as well. That would He's make his journey. day. He hates the word journey. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me for today's Simply Happy Conversation. If you find yourself wasting precious time searching for misplaced items and wishing for a more organized life, then you need my five-minute declutter ebook, the ultimate guide to quick and easy organizing solutions for a clutter-free and happy home. Forget about spending months commiring your house. These fun solutions are designed to give you immediate results in under five minutes. Head over to Simply Happy in the resource section and download your free copy and start seeing results in minutes. I'd like to acknowledge the Wadharam people of the Kulin Nation on which this podcast is recorded as the traditional custodians of the land. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging.